You mean the podcast that's an ongoing conversation about the joys, challenges, and general insanity of being a dad in this moment? We're 70 some odd episodes in, and still without looking at a script for that one thing, I still, you still have, have trouble recalling it, it sometimes. You know what it is? It's like it's stage fright. You know, I got the camera on me, I got you, you know, judging. Always me, judging. <laughs> looking at me. Well, who are you, man? Me? My name's Mark Checkett. You know, I happen to be a dad. I happen to be a dad. To twin boy, four and a half year olds. Ask them when their next birthday is and they will tell you six months. They're very excited about the six month thing. Means a lot to I'm them. Four, I'm four and a half. And when do you turn five, little boy? Oh, I'm four and a half. Yeah, that's great. And when do you turn five, little boy? I'm half. All right, do you know where your mother is, little boy? I think it's time to get you home. Hey, what's your name, by the way? Uh, Adam. My name, I, my name's Adam. Uh, Adam J. Flaherty. Uh, I'm a dad of two daughters who are eight and a half and five and a half. For anyone just tuning into the podcast for the first time, welcome. Welcome. You've got mail. So glad to have you here. And this is a great episode. If this is your first, you're going to love this one. You're coming uh, be- in. At, you're coming in at the right time. If this is your first, because our guest today, Mark and I chatted with him earlier, is Bobby Moynihan. Uh, you'll know him from Saturday Night Live. If you've ever heard of it, been aware of that program. He was in Drunk History. Uh, he's voiced a zillion different cartoon characters. He's done so much, and he was a total delight to chat with earlier today. Oh, hey, and if you're uh, new new to the, the cast, even if you're a, a, an old listener who hasn't taken the time yet, you should subscribe to the show. We're on, gosh, Adam, what are we on? Apple Podcasts. We're on Amazon, Stitcher, Spotify, all your favorite platforms that you love listening to your shows and your music and stuff on. We're there, too. And we'd love it if you hit the subscribe button. Maybe uh, left us a rating or a review, because that would be huge for us. And it would go a, a long way if you could just even just a short little review. What's a good example of a review, Adam? Very much liked. Yeah. Didn't not hate. It all helps. You know what else would be huge? Word of mouth. Do that, too, while you're at it. All right. Enough of that yammering on. Oh, wait, though. Speaking of reviews, we had such a strong, uh, positive reaction to our kisses and disses, our new segment last week i want to do it again this week let's do it i had a great time i had a great time with that segment so shortly you will be hearing our conversation from earlier today with bobby moynihan followed by a second installment of kisses and disses aren't you lucky listener i wanted to ask you something mark you had a question for me we're getting pretty deep into September, mm-hmm. which means Halloween's around the corner. Mm, my favorite time of year. I know that you probably think I'm going to talk about the, my problem with sugar and Halloween candy. I wasn't even going to go there. I just wanted to know, like, are the kids getting psyched about it? Are they talking about costumes? Like, are they getting into the Halloween spooky spirit? Look, I am here if you want to talk about your sugar problem. I just I wanted to, to say talk that. About, I just want to say rather, that I'm always here for that, dude. 
It doesn't even have to be near Halloween. Okay. I have immense guilt over this, mm-hmm. but if I'm, if I bring it up, I'm going to do it on my terms, man. You, okay. I'm just saying, you see this shoulder? You see this okay. shoulder right here? Yeah. It's waiting for you. Um, the kids, the kids have been, they're getting pretty stoked about, about it. Yes. And we did like some, uh, some sort of fall harvest themed decoration outside. You know, we were kind of looking at some of our Halloween decorations, getting pretty stoked about it. But the kids are in this phase right now where there's every time you ask them what they want to dress up as, it's different. And it's like, I mean, and sometimes it's, it's like, I want to be a Ninja Turtle. It's like something we can picture and, and either probably make a costume for or go buy something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But then once in a while it's, we get, we get, we get this answer from one of my kids yesterday. I want to be a monster with so many eyes, Mm. which is very cool. Very creative. That's very clever. And that can, you could have a lot of fun with that costume. Yeah. I mean, it could be super cool. I just don't know what he's going to say tomorrow. Right. Right. And that's the, that's the, the sticky situation that we're in is like, we kind of want to get going on costumes, but we're also nervous because we don't want to go through, you know, five costume changes before the big day. I am excited for Halloween shows and movies and oh, music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why. I mean, this is why it's one of my favorite times of the year, because, uh, well, mainly because of the movies. Good movies. I love Halloween music. Mm. And uh, over the last few years, in fact, here's a good little segue, actually. Over the last few years, there's been a little phenomenon called David S. Pumpkins. Any questions? (laughs) I'll tell you, uh, that era of SNL had like some really amazing comics and people who were so versatile, you know, could just do so many different kinds of characters. Yeah, for sure. That era when Bobby Moynihan was on the show, Mm -hmm. uh, that was one of the golden ages of SNL. As far as I'm concerned that, and then maybe like, you know, mid to late Mm nineties when I was watching a lot of it then, uh, was really amazing too. the Will Ferrell, Sherry O'Terry kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Norm Macdonald. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, Norm Macdonald's weekend update was awesome. Underrated? Is that fair? Is it underrated? I've always thought that Norm Macdonald was the most underrated weekend update host, yeah. but I just thought he was so fucking funny. He was. He only got funnier as he got older, too, I feel like. He just kept getting funnier. Dude didn't even have to say anything Mm-mm. and he could make it. I feel, honestly, I feel like Bobby Moynihan is the same way. Mm. You know, sometimes he'll just make a facial expression and it's like yeah. enough to make you burst into laughter. He gets this look in his eyes. I don't know. It's But uh, I don't know that uh, there's any reason to not just go ahead and play it back right now. I, I will say this one last thing is that uh, I don't know about what you expected going into it. Um, I expected to, to, to laugh at some things that he said, but we did get a little deep, didn't we? At one point or another in that in that conversation, we got a little deep. Mm-hmm. And we got a little dark. Uh, what do you say? Hey, hey, and Adam, hey, Adam, <laughs> hey, Adam, what do you say we relive that chat that we had with Bobby? Sounds like a great plan to me. All right. I'll, uh, <clears throat> I'll get the tape machine out of the basement.
I'm excited to welcome Bobby Moynihan to the conversation. Bobby's a dad to one daughter who is five years old, as I understand it. But please, Bobby, interrupt me if any of this is wrong, because all of my information here comes from the tabloids. So I I don't know how reliable it is. Uh, Bobby is an actor comedian uh, who's been involved in most every funny show, movie or cartoon in the last 15 years or so. He's here today to talk about his first children's book, Not All Sheep Are Boring, which actually releases today, the day of this recording, September 20th. So congratulations, Bobby, and thank you for joining us on Modern Dadhood. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, it's not true. I have 56 children oh, and they're all. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. How have you kept this a yeah. secret for so long? You're incredibly busy. And I'm, 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 I'm very private. <laughs> well, and we'll, we'll keep it that way. Thank you. I appreciate it. So you, uh, Fallon yesterday, <laughs> modern dadhood today, it's been, a, that's a couple of big days for you. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, pre- I'm, I'm, I'm still reeling. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, congratulations are in order. The release date is today, which is very awesome. Uh, how does it feel? I mean, this has been months I don't, or I'm not sure exactly how long you've, yeah, ago it's you a started. Over a year, I think yeah. uh, a little over a year has, has been the process. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad it's finally out. It's, it, it's, it's, it's funny. It's weird to see other people holding it up that, that, that's, oh, that's, man. that's the crazy part of it. Um, yeah, I'm really happy it's out and people can finally see it. Are you doing anything fun to celebrate the occasion? Uh, no, <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to nap in a hotel later. I think. <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome. Though. I'm, 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 I'm old now. The book is out. The work is done. Uh, the, I, I'm very happy. Who knows? I'll have a cupcake tonight. Mom. There you go. Go wild <laughs> with it. Treat that's myself. Awesome. I'll go insane. So your daughter's five. That, that part was accurate. Yes, that is true. We're all in the, in the same ballpark then. So I've got uh, girls who are eight and five and Mark's got two uh, uh, twin boys who are coming up on five in about six months. And so it's I very think close. we're all yeah. going through some Thank of the you. same stuff. Uh, I need to tell you, you are particularly famous in our household right now, uh, but probably not for a role that is one of your most notable. But if I use the name Liam, does that ring a bell? <laughs> wow. No, <laughs> you didn't even not know that you've ever that. played. What if I went, is it you, Liam? Oh, you got a deep cut there, Adam. I don't know. Nice job. This is from Gilly. Oh, oh, amazing. I was going to say, yeah, there you go. (laughs) So we've been showing my uh, my young daughters. uh, Very good forte, by the way. Thank you very much. (laughs) We've been showing my young daughters some SNL, and they uh, fell in love with Gilly. And they particularly love Liam because in one of the (laughs) segments, you're uh, holding in a nervous toot at a science fair. And to them, that's like (laughs) the funniest thing in the world. I'm, doesn't get funnier. No, I'm until they find the uh, the stoner manatee. Then, <laughs> so it's a lo- it's a long path, <laughs> a hard path through life. <laughs> Let's chat a little bit about your book for dads listening. Basically, you know, to to summarize, this is a bedtime story which essentially makes the argument that counting sheep is not a great way to relax, right? Because sheep are not boring, and in fact, they're unique and very nuanced personalities. You've included this little toad character that I picture as, and I'm, I don't know if this is intended. He, he's the narrator, but he narrates when I'm reading it in my head, he narrates in your voice. Is that mm-hmm. sort of like, was that sort of your vision for this? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty much me just as a toad. <laughs> okay. 
going like, I can prove that not all sheep are boring and being very cocky about it and then realizing slowly that I might be wrong and that they actually, some are boring enough to yeah. make you fall asleep. <laughs> Even though they have jetpacks and can be unique, some of them are, are still pretty boring. I love some of the little props. I love that he's holding a cup of coffee. At one point, he's like standing and he's sort of precariously just waving the coffee around. That's perfect. Yeah. Julie Rowan Zock, who the artist who, who did the illustrations is absolutely fantastic. She, she, she blew me away. Every, every, every one of them is just fantastic. They all have so much character and I love it. She did a fantastic job. There's actually one page I was curious about. Like if there's a page in there with a white tree and a bunch of hats on it that immediately reminded me of a fantastic classic book called Caps for Sale. And I wondered if that was intentional or uh, it wasn't. A lot of people have been saying that maybe it was on Julie's side. I'm yeah, not sure, but it wasn't on my side. Uh, honestly, uh, uh, just there to hide a giant's helmet in the tree. Uh, my <laughs> my sister's son, Quinn, we're all big Giants fans. I hit a, I hit a lot of things in the background of the book. Um, there's a lot of little secret things. But one of them is that that giant's helmet hanging in that tree, uh, kind of a tribute to my dad and stuff. Um, but yeah, there's a couple little secret things. If you look on the first page, uh, I'm a big lost fan mm. and I don't know if you guys watched lost, but if you look on the first page, all the numbers on the sheep are the numbers from lost. Oh, I didn't notice oh my that. God, that's hilarious. I, I hit a lot of things throughout the book to make myself laugh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Big, big that's lost great. fans. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Terry O'Quinn, who, who played John Locke, of course, is, a uh, yeah. an old friend who I've yeah, been in touch with him for many oh, years. He has the same birthday as my daughter. Oh, does he? That's oh, cool. No that's cool. Yeah. And so he was, uh, one of our early guests on the podcast. So there's a, uh, there's oh, a lost the connection that runs yeah. through our storyline here. All of these different characters that you de- you've developed, I mean, they're all so funny and lovable in their own way. These various sheep, they have to like I have to imagine that some of them reflect, you know, traits of people that, you know, do, do you does every sheep have like some some connection to a person in your life? Not everyone, but some definitely uh, um, my best friend growing up and still now to this day, Mike Henry, a good buddy of mine. He's my brother. I don't have a, a blood brother, but it, it's Mike. And and uh, he awesome. had a dog named Pickles in college that he loved. And that's why the sheep is named Mike H, who loves Pickles. Um, but like it's little stuff like that. My mom's name was Julie. She did love coffee and dancing, uh, you know, stuff like that. But like uh, but then there's then there's a whole bunch that aren't that just are funny names or just names that stuck out to me for some reason. Do you know anybody who does enjoy? A, is it a light wind? Oh, uh, that's Quinn. Uh, that's oh, my Quinn. sister's kid. Right. No, I, I just like the idea of like, that's where you start to show <laughs> that some of the sheep might actually be a little boring. <laughs> I mean, I have to assume that the inspiration for the book, you know, came from trying to get your own daughter down to, you know, to relax her mind at bedtime. Is, is there more of a kind of backstory there? Uh, no, I think we're the opposite. I think my wife just the, the idea of like right before bed is when I get most silly, I yeah. think. And my daughter, like we get real giddy around that time. And uh, yeah, the idea of just why do people count sheep to fall asleep? Is it because they're boring? And just and the idea of playing different characters and doing different voices and just all these fantastical sheep that, you know, you can make up and making up your own sheep and having a good time with that right before bed. Lots of imagination. Well, it's not surprising to hear that, you know, at home, you're a a pretty playful person. Obviously, that's something that comes through in in all of your characters, but also in all of your writing as well. I mean, is it just like 
imagination mayhem when you're at home with your family or well, full improv improv show all day long. Yeah. It's full, it's full improv one-on-one class all day long. That's amazing. <laughs> all amazing. Your, your whole career has been leading up to the, this point of entertaining. A yeah, I taught improv one-on-one, never anything above that. And I know why it's because I'm really good at playing and making people think they're funny and keeping going. But after that, if I have to give notes, that's when, that's when, it, that's when it gets rough for me. <laughs> Did, did you start, I mean, when, I guess at what point during some of these like sessions, did you stop and think to yourself, this is a book I got to, this has to get put down in a book that other families can enjoy as well. The, uh, prospect of writing a, a book of some kind came up. I had, I had pitched another idea for, for much older kids. And then I had always wanted to write comic books and I was kind of just, uh, figuring out that space a little bit. And then they said, have you ever thought about a children's book? And I was like, never really had like a, an idea that really got me. And then that idea came to me and very shortly afterwards, uh, I was very lucky to get to do it. Did you bring your daughter into the, into the process at all when you were sitting down, like in earnest to write out this idea? Did you, did you ever go to her and try to rekindle some of those like late night getting moments? She She edited edited the whole book. Uh, She is now uh, editor for Penguin Kids. Yeah, she's doing great. She's on a great track. She's she's crushing it. Um, (laughs) No, I I mean, no, I didn't. I wish I did. I think I read it to her before we sent it in, but I think she just thought it was another silly book. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's funny. I wonder if, like, um, as your daughter grows and starts to sort of discover more of your body of work, is there a, a character that you've done or like a specific piece of work that you are most excited to share with her? Gosh, um, not really. I have, uh, I have no urge <laughs> to, uh, to show her my work. Um, she'll find it. I, 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 I my dream would be for her to come to me one day and be like, Hey, I think I'm a comedy fan. Have you ever heard of this thing called Saturday night live? And I would be like, <laughs> yeah, I used to love it when I was a kid. And then let her go like, wait, there's this guy that looked like that would be my dream would be just to her for, to find it all organically. Um, but like, yeah, no, there, there, I mean like some of the cartoons, like she loves secret life of pets and I'm, I'm in that, like there's a couple things, but I don't think there's a, correlation yet i don't think she hears the laugh and she kind of looks at me and goes like why is your voice coming out of this <laughs> dog but um like there's there's some recognition but uh it doesn't matter to her and that makes me really happy <laughs> because it shouldn't um over your career it, it seems like you've done you've done a ton of work developing characters or 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 taking on the persona of characters that are either for kids or really like tangentially related to kids has the process that you go through for developing characters. Has that changed at all since the birth of your daughter? I mean, somewhat, I guess I think like not just the birth of my daughter, but also just the world in general. Like Mm. I think I used to play a lot of people. Like I used to think it was funny to play people like drunk uncle a lot. Like I, like Mm. these lovable idiots who don't, really know what they're saying, but now I don't necessarily find that that funny anymore. <laughs> mm, yeah. No so, wonder uh, why. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, uh, so like stuff like that is, is definitely different. And I mean, like fundamentally at my core, I'm still the same idiot. I always was, but like, mm. but having a daughter definitely makes you go, well, 
do I want to do this? <laughs> you know, like, or, yeah. or, or is this the right thing to do? Definitely. But, um, but I, I don't think I was that scandalous before or, you know, or after. So I, th- I think the worst thing is the Lofi, the manatee or something like that, where it's just like, she'll understand that. Like I cursed a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. The, my kids, uh, my kids already swear up a storm. So, uh, we haven't, we haven't kind of just throwing that out there. If your, if your kids start, how, swearing, how old are they? Four and a half. Is that too young? Fantastic. I, I love that, it. Um, uh, uh, my, mine doesn't yet. Mine uh, is still very much in the world of like, if someone says stupid, like you're going to jail. Oh yeah. That's not a good word. So I can't, I don't, I don't think we've, we've heard any bad words out of her yet, but I'll, I'll get oh, there, man. They, I don't know. They picked up stupid from, I'm just going to blame it. I mean, they picked up stupid from school. That was not me and their mom, but, um, but where did they the pick word. up stupid fucking Ron DeSantis? That, <laughs> yeah, was no, that? that was, that was, that was me and that was me and their mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Don't tell them to say that all day long. I'll make t-shirts that say that. <laughs> Little onesies. <laughs> DeSantis onesie is a fantastic uh, merch. <laughs> uh, seems like you always have a lot going on in your life. Um, I'm making an assumption here, but that during the maybe the height of the pandemic, uh, I have to assume you weren't traveling quite as much. I mean, you mentioned being in a hotel now. Um, so again, assuming there was probably a little bit more at home time, family time, quality time. And now things are opening up again a little bit. Is that challenging at all for you now? Yeah, it, it was. I mean, like I, I spent the age of two to five with my daughter just playing like in the, like the pandemic was just playing for forever. And I think that's something I excel at. That's something I'm, I'm pretty good at. So like, I was happy to have that time to, to sit and play for so long, but now, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm from New York. I hadn't the, the longest I had ever been away from New York was two and a half years, the pandemic. So now to come back, it's a little crazy. And I talked to my daughter this morning and I I go back on Friday and she was like, maybe you sneak out and come home tonight. Oh, man. And it's very it's very that part's really hard because uh, on the one hand, like it's work. You have to go do it. And then then you go, wow, I was a four. I really was afforded three years of just staying home and playing. So 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 when when I'm like, I'm going to work, she goes like, very funny. When are you going to be back? (laughs) Oh, geez. Um, yeah. So that, that, that part of it's a little rough, but some seriously pivotal years there too. So many, yeah. so many changes in that time frame from two to four and two to five. It's yeah. Even just the last six months has been insane. I mean, mm-hmm. like it's, it, it, I feel like you, you would see the jumps earlier in like, you know, like you would see like every three weeks there would be like a big change or you would get used to something or like, okay, like now this is how we deal with the baby. And then three weeks later it was different, but now it's like just like one day child next day, like this whole brand new door of life has opened and you're just like, Oh my goodness. Like, wow. She grew a lot in the last two days. (laughs) Pretty, It's pretty nuts. Those, those jumps of just cognizance that part of it is, is something new that I'm dealing with right now. It's like, this is my first time away for a week and it's pretty rough. I have two weeks coming up, but now I already, like we already planned they're coming out for a week. Like, it's like, we just don't enjoy being away from each other. How is it with production or at least in reference to the projects that you're working on? Like, is it back in full swing or people doing 10, 12 hour production days or have things become a little bit more comfortable 
because of the risk of uh, losing crew members and losing talent? Uh, no, it never stopped. I mean, I shot two seasons of a television series in the middle of the pandemic. It was terrifying. I mean, I'm not wow. saying like I deserve a medal for going to work, but, you know, a lot of those crew guys and, and everybody was there, you know, and we were shooting. It was just back to normal. But the the show must go on. You know, it's like the, it's it has I don't think it skipped a beat. So it doesn't wow. give you more of an opportunity to sort of like break and fly home or, to, you know, or even just spend more time like, you know, checking in with your daughter before bedtime. If you're if you're on set, you're there. And I try and make it my priority. And like, no matter what, even if I'm working, I, I try and make daughter first. You know, when I was on SNL, I was on SNL for nine years. I met my wife a few weeks before SNL. We started dating. Oh, wow. And we got married a couple weeks after we finished. And it was like hmm. we it was like life was on hold because of my job. And she was on Broadway. Wow. So my day off was Sunday. Hers was Monday. So for nine years, we hardly saw each other, but we knew we loved each other and we were going to get married someday. And then it was like the second we had a chance. We did. We got married. We had a baby. And like that part of like that. Like the the job was everything. SNL was everything to me. It was all consuming my entire life at at that time. And that's not the case anymore. Uh, I was on Mr. Mayor and like it was nice to kind of take a step back and go, okay, they've hired me. I read these lines and then I go home. It's not like I have to be there 72 hours a day and and no sleep and panic and then it gets cut. And, you know, it was just a job and it was nice to have just a job for a little while. I, I, I miss the hustle and bustle of SNL and like the, the romanticizing of like staying up all night and writing stuff and then doing the show. But hmm. that, that time is, that time is, is over. It's, it's now I, I go like, Oh, I would love 10 minutes of silence. That would be great. <laughs> We should we should end our interview that way. We should just sit here in silence and let everybody enjoy the silence for five minutes at the end. I did a job recently and when they came like a like a acting job and when they came back from lunch, you know, it was a job that had been going on and I was just a guest star. And when we came back from lunch, they went, "Okay, everybody. And everybody just stopped and very, very quietly just stopped and started taking big, deep breaths for like a minute and a half. Everybody was doing it. And uh, it was the best. Like it was, the, it was the best. I was like, this was great. Just a five minute little reset, like yeah. with everybody. Like it kind of, I, I, I think I was somebody who back in the day would have been like, come on, we're going to just do this. Yeah. But like, I, I actually, uh, appreciated it a great deal. It, it made, I felt very connected to everybody. It actually felt wonderful. <laughs> That's cool. It actually is amazing. Yeah. I mean, doesn't it? I, I mean, there are studies, but doesn't it like change your your brain chemistry to stop and and reset like that? It's something that we practice with our kids a lot. Yeah, I had a, some. My both my parents passed away six months after my daughter was born, like pretty unexpectedly, mm. and and it was it was pretty rough. And I started like therapy and meditating then, and it does it helps a, a great deal. And then when I uh, kind of stopped meditating for a little bit, I kind of felt it go away and then now have started again hmm. and it's extremely helpful. Uh, and now that I'm a little bit deep into it, you know, it's, it's a little bit easier to like, it's hard to jump into it right away, but yeah. now it's a little bit easier to get back into it. And I always feel better when I do it. Have you hmm. practiced that with your daughter at all? I, I find that with my kids, yeah. especially when they're in a terrible mood, they're pissed about something, they're sad about something. If I can get them to stop and like breathe with me for even 30 seconds, that oh, can yeah. be the thing that just flips the switch. 
Uh, yeah, she's very good about it. The weird thing is she came up to, I, I had a, I was in a mood. I had some look on my face and she said, dad, I sit down, take six deep breaths. And I realize she takes meditation in school. Like she has meditation in school and we do it. I'd like to do it more at home, but like, no, she's, she's very good with it. Or if she gets a little frustrated, I think maybe we need a little space right now and she'll go take a minute and come back and say, I took some deep breaths. I feel better now. And it's just like, I, can I introduce you to my mother and father somehow? Because <laughs> I would love for them to see this. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I just, I feel like back to, I mean, we're all probably fairly close in age to one another. And I just, I, we just didn't have shit like that when I was younger. We didn't talk. I mean, there was, I mean, maybe somebody probably yelled at me to stop and take a deep breath from time yeah. to time. But yeah. the notion of like people coming together and, and, go, you know, moving through a moment together like that, or, or, taking stock and trying to be more present and, you know, integrating ideas from things like yoga. I mean, it just was not part of a, the conversation when I was, yeah. when I was a kid at all. It makes me hopeful, I suppose, is a good word to, to think that there are kids, you know, our, our, our kids that are a little bit more in tune with the positive. Yeah. And have like the, the, the act, I mean, like, like, if I told my father I was going to therapy, I think he would have been like, are you going to go to a magician after that? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, you know, like, and, and the fact that that's already a possibility, like if anything, you know, like yeah. if anything goes wrong, she could talk to, like, I would love for her to talk to a therapist, you know, and like just that alone is uh, comforting. Um, yeah. I know that she's not growing up in the, in the same world that uh, I grew up in and, that's really comforting but then i get scared now i get scared about what happens when i go because that happened to me and mm. that whole that side of it that's a whole nother podcast dad's links to all of bobby's work some of bobby's work not all of it some of it <laughs> and his social media links uh, can all be found in the episode notes uh, bobby moynihan we so appreciate you sharing some of your time with us on the release day of not all sheep are boring and mark and i want to wish you and your family nothing but the best awesome thank you so much guys what a pleasure hey get that nap in later on i will i will try thank you thank you dad (laughs) (laughs) oh mark andrew yes adam jehoshaphat as i teased at the beginning of the episode I want to do another kisses and disses because it. We, I, I had so. I don't know about you, but a lot of people told me after our last episode that they thought it was a really funny segment. My phone. My phone was ringing off the hook, dude. I had to. I had to do that. I. Had to, I had to take it off the hook and just. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Huge hit. Huge hit. Why don't you play the the intro themes? Who'd you get to record that? Was that a band? Is that a local band? Uh, Taylor Swift. I like. I just texted her and no. said, "Can you just riff on something for a little bit?" And and then she texted it to me. What can't she do? You know, that's my eight-year-old daughter. Oh, I knew she's it very familiar. sort of theatrical anyway. But she's been singing along to some of her favorite songs recently, but like mm. really getting passionate about it. Yeah. And so I said, "Can you just sort of riff on a theme song and 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 do something?" pulled out a couple snippets and stitched them together and then added a little guitar to it. And there's your theme. What a beautiful collab. I love it. And it sounds like this. Kisses and disses. Disses are bad. Kisses are good. You can hear both in 
here's how this works. We're going to read one that's a, a good review, and then we're going to read another one that's a not good review to, to help, our, uh, help us keep our egos in check so we don't get too inflated. Just going to keep the universe in balance a little bit. That's right. This is a five-star review. I believe this is from Apple Podcasts. This is from a, a, a person by the name of Gerald Franklin. Gerald goes on to say, Super podcast for dads of all ages, exclamation point. My kids are grown and I love listening to this podcast. It reminds us how important dads are and how we are still dads no matter how old our kids are. It's enjoyable, informative, and these dudes are a lot of fun to listen to. Nice work, guys. (laughs) Thanks, Gerald. That's what very an sweet amazing of you. review. What a wonderful thing. To, I mean, that's one, two, three, four, five sentences. That guy took time out of his day. One star for each sentence. That's probably that's probably what he was thinking. Yeah. Okay. Here's the diss. I'm feeling a little high right now. Can you? Let me bring you back down to earth because you're you. not going to like this one so oh, much. No. Okay. The writer is anonymous. Of course. The subject of this review mm-hmm. is the arrogance is astounding. Ooh. And here's what Anonymous wrote. Oh. You twerps think just because you have a podcast mm. that you're better dads than all the other dads. The episode with Michael Ian Black was like one big circle jerk. Get off your high horses. And then in parentheses, he says, this keeps going in parentheses. It says mm. mostly applies to Mark. <sighs> I almost didn't want to tell you that part. Three stars. Well, all right. It's not that bad, right? It's not that bad. I won't say I'm not hurt a little bit. I know that sting. My voice sounded like a Trisket last week. That's true. That's true. That is what some horrible person said. Well, listen. I wish Anonymous well. Um, I'll You're le- taking the high road. I'll leave it at that. Good for you, I'm man. Not, I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to say what other people might in my, were they in my shoes? I'm not going to say the things that those people would say. Things like, things like I, that guy should go to hell. Uh, he's a piece <laughs> of shit. Um, he, you know, um, it'd be, you know, I would he's be too sh- cowardly to even state his own name. Those are the things that uh, none, we're not going to say. It's admirable to take the high road. Dad's listening. We would invite you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts for the show. And your review could be featured in a future Kisses and Disses segment. Wouldn't that be be special? Could be. Modern Dadhood cannot in good conscience guarantee the authenticity of negative reviews read aloud in the Kisses and Disses segment. I think that kicks us right into the closing of our Bobby Moynihan episode. Here's what I will ask you to do. Tell a friend about the show. Oh, that'd be great. You can tell them by word of mouth. I mean, you can email them. You can Slack them. You can SMS, text them. I don't care. Tell one friend about the show this weekend. You could do semaphore if you know that, if you're into it. Well, what you're demonstrating here with your hands looks like the thing that that people at the airport do when they're guiding a plane into a terminal. That's basically what semaphore is. You can find us at moderndadhood.com. That's the internet site where, you know, that's our home base on the internets. Okay. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. We're there. We're all of those places. You know, we have a YouTube channel. 
Hey, if people go to moderndadhood.com and they wanted to like buy something that had our logo on it, what could they find there? I know this one. We have sick t-shirts and dad hoodies. Also on the website, there's a form where you can contact us or you can email us directly anytime at hey, H-E-Y, at moderndadhood.com. As always, we want to thank Casper Baby Pants and Spencer Albee for the music, the theme music to Modern Dadhood. We always want to thank Pete Morse at Red Vault Audio. A special thanks to Bobby Moynihan for coming on to chat with us. Uh, please check out his book, Not All Sheep Are Boring, wherever you, books can be found. And uh, the last one, Mark. Oh, oh. <coughs> thank you for listening. Modern. <laughs>